Do you think you're physically able to balance on one foot or another? We're getting a look at newly released dash cam video showing the DUI arrest of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi. The 82-year-old was arrested in June in Napa County and pleaded guilty yesterday. Paul Pelosi was sentenced to five days in jail and three years probation. When discussing the arrest, Nancy Pelosi has only said it was a private matter. Welcome to BCP News Unfiltered. I am your brother. I am your host, Brother James. Thanks for being here. I earlier today on YouTube said I would show you the footage of Paul Pelosi's DUI. I just didn't feel like showing it on YouTube and having issues with it. I don't think it's a big deal. But once again, the Pelosi's are a protected class, along with the Bidens, the Clintons, and a list of other treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards working against us. So here are the 90 seconds or so of the dash cam in which it went from suspected DUI to, yeah, Paul, you're going to jail. So you could try both feet out if you want. Before we, I'll let you start, uh, you can try the test with both feet. So I'll give you like a, like a, a pre-trial run, for lack of better terms. You can try it with both feet, see which one you feel more comfortable with, and then once, you, once you're ready, just let me know. Are you sure you could complete the test? Because I really don't want you to fall over and hurt yourself. That's the last thing I'll Right, but, but that, that defeats the, the whole purpose of the test, grabbing onto a pro car. On your on your on your legs, and I don't want you to fall over. So. Well, I think I fall over. Right. Well, just based based on what I'm seeing, I don't feel comfortable having you perform the test because I don't want to. I don't want you to have the potential to fall over and hurt yourself. That's 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 not what I'm trying to accomplish. Very professional, very nice, very accommodating police officer. Obviously, Paul Pelosi Senior is under the influence and obviously he is powerful no more jail time just three years of probation even though they found other drugs besides alcohol in his system he damaged the person's vehicle they went to the hospital uh, and there was personal injury must be nice being a pelosi getting all that inside information and making yourself rich because of it all right, folks, it was just a matter of time before we saw this. I know some of you don't like when I criticize President Trump, but there's one thing that I have not been happy about Trump, even though he's been very quiet about, about it in the recent recently, was him touting the, vir, uh, the vaccines, the COVID-19 vaccines, as something good or some great accomplishment, which would have been a great accomplishment had the vaccines actually been vaccines and not a bioweapon. Check this out. Politico tweeting out today, 
the Trump administration pressure the FDI, excuse me, I have FBI on the brain. The Trump administration pressured the FDA to authorize unproven treatment, plural, for COVID-19 and the first COVID-19 vaccines on an accelerated timeline, according to a House report released Wednesday. Now, the article goes on to say that this was all about President Trump trying to get political points going into the 2020 elections. Trump White House exerted pressure on FDA for COVID-19 emergency use authorizations. House report finds. House report by, oh yeah, the partisan Democrat majority House. The report by House Democrats examining the pandemic says Trump officials sought vaccine approvals to sway voters before the 2020 election. I wonder if Politico is reporting today that Joe Biden exerted pressure on the Secretary of Education to give relief to indebted college graduates with student loan debt to sway voters before the 2022 midterm elections. Probably not. The Trump administration pressured the Food and Drug Administration, including former FDA Commissioner Stephen Hahn to authorize unproven treatments for COVID-19 and the first COVID-19 vaccines on an accelerated timeline, according to a report released Wednesday by the Democrats on the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus. Senior Trump administration officials fought for the reauthorization of hydroxychloroquine, a drug normally used to treat malaria and lupus, after the FDA revoked its emergency clearance of the drug because data showed it was ineffective against COVID-19 and could lead to potentially dangerous side effects, the report found. So... Political right there showing. Yeah, he pushed for hydroxychloroquine, which, by the way, is very, along with ivermectin, very, very effective in fighting COVID-19. But no money for Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson because it is a low-cost drug that's already been approved. Even though it is ineffective against COVID-19, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are more effective against COVID-19 than the fake virus is. I don't want to read any more of this. The point is... All of a sudden, they are going after President Trump and blaming him that the vaccines don't work and in a soft way disclosing to their readers and their followers and those that uh, check in on Politico, hey, yeah, we kind of got to admit that the vaccines don't work. But before we do that, we've got to blame Trump first. And Jack Posobiec had the best tweet on this earlier today. Alex Jones literally did predict they would blame the vaccine on Trump. Isn't that amazing? Okay, let's get into Dr. Fauci and what's coming down the pike for him. Governor DeSantis said it best about Fauci leaving government perhaps to escape the wrath, to escape the consequences of his evil actions hope if Republicans take control uh, that they will get to the bottom of everything from the origins of COVID to all the manifest failures of the public health establishment, particularly Dr. Anthony Fauci. Right. I think he's done more damage uh, to more people and more ages than anyone else in this country. Hopefully we'll get to the bottom of it soon. Now, let's see what Dr. Anthony Fauci said to Neil Cavuto over on Fox. According to him, his record is pristine. Even though Dr. Birx, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Walensky over at the uh, CDC, 
everyone is starting to like backtrack and admit that perhaps they didn't do things correctly. But I don't know if it's hubris, if it's nervousness, or if it's just the usual lying that comes out of the mouth of Anthony Fauci. But as far as he's concerned, everything he's done is defensible. So uh, this wasn't a way to avoid uh, Republican investigations if they take over the House and or the Senate. Oh, Neil, not at all. Not even a little bit. I mean, I have nothing to hide and I can defend everything I've done and every decision I've made. So I'm not afraid of that at all. That didn't even come in as a minor consideration. Didn't even come in as a minor consideration. Of course it did. As I reported the timing of it, he said he was going to be there for a long time. And then he is going to quit in December, right before the new legislators are sworn in a month before in January after the midterms uh, is decided who won the midterms. That's, of course, assuming that they don't cheat and steal and rob the election like they did in 2020. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Joey, and I'm talking about you, uh, Ralphie, and that whole, all the shenanigans in Georgia. Assuming that we have free and fair elections this time around and the Republicans take back the House and take the Senate, or I should say and or, more likely they'll take the House. I mean, they're going to take the House and possibly the Senate. Is he going to sit before the Senate? Oh, well, he's going to do it, sure. But then he gives all these conditions, which, of course, he's already projecting now why he's going to reject future invitations by the Senate for oversight come next year. So even if they were to ask you, doctor, to testify as a private citizen now that you would be open to do so? Yeah, of course, Neil. I mean, but if you look at what's happened in the past, I believe that oversight is an important part of the government process. But some of the things that have gone on have been out, outright character assassination. That's not oversight. So if they want to get into legitimate dignified oversight, I'd be more than happy to do that. I love how he talks about character assassination as if that hasn't been something that they've done against Trump and against every one of his allies and MAGA and America First people. Okay, folks, um, Dan Bongino this week. Wow. A couple days ago, out there publicly saying, dude, I should not have taken this vaccine so soon. And actually, and this is a major figure in media, and I appreciate the comparisons of Dan Bongino. You know, that is a compliment. Thank you very much. Maybe it's the goatee, the dark complexion, the very little on the head. I don't know. But this is what he had to say, being very honest and forthright with his audience. Biggest mistake of my life. I just should have waited. I thought to myself at the time, I even told Guy, I said, you know, there's no doubt I feel like this was created in a, this virus in a lab in Wuhan, China. I have little doubt about that. And I figured, you know, I'd rather take my chances with something we created than something they created. Remember when I told you that, Guy? Because I was scared. Again, I, I, you know, my doctor told me with lymphoma and being under chemo that if I got this thing, I, it could be ugly. Let's just leave it at that. Stupid. Why? All right, folks, uh, appreciate his honesty there. I'll show you what else he had to say and uh, giving kudos to 
fellow people at Fox and what they uh, bring to the table. But I appreciate, like I said, that with the comparisons of Dan Bongino, I understand that he, you know, was diagnosed with cancer, had to fight through that, and had a different set of circumstances that I don't have. But for the record, yours truly, me, myself, brother James, I have not taken the vaccine. Never trusted it. It came out too soon and was untested. And I sure as hell didn't want to be a guinea pig or anyone in my family to be a guinea pig. And boy, are we so grateful as a family that uh, that we have not taken the vaccine. It's been tough. It's been tough. It's been limiting, especially living in California. Uh, one of the reasons why we moved to Utah was to escape the tyranny of the lockdowns and the proof of uh, you know, your, your Nazi card, like the Jews uh, in Nazi Germany, walk around with your papers. No, thank you. Dan Bongino uh, fell for it. He fell for the fear-mongering of his own doctors and what's going on. Even though he joked that perhaps it was made in a, in a or not so jokingly, that the vaccine was made in a lab in Wuhan. But here's what I want to show you. We have a very public albeit right-wing media reporting figure talking about this, referring to information being shared by a fellow mainstream media personality. Actually, the most popular, famous, and most successful current news reporter and commentator, I would say in the world right now, right? Isn't Tucker Carlson like number one right now? Correct me if I'm wrong down below. I watched this clip from the Tucker Carlson show citing some research coming out. And time has now passed and we're starting to see things. It's really the most troubling minute 20 seconds I've had to listen to in a long time because I'm scared of what's coming. I had it a little while ago and I'm afraid it's the repercussions of this for a lot of people have not been felt. Here, check this out. To neurodegenerative disease, myocarditis, Bell's palsy, liver disease, impaired adaptive immunity, impaired DNA damage response, etc. So it's possible, in fact, it's looking likely that the vaccine might suppress the immune system. This fact, the authors concluded, will, quote, have a wide range of consequences, not the least of which include the reactivation of latent viral infections and the reduced ability to effectively combat future infections, end quote. Now, again, we sincerely hope that's not true, but it's not just the conclusion of one scientific journal. The Lancet, maybe the most famous scientific journal in the world, released similar findings in February. The Lancet's piece was entitled, quote, risk of infection, hospitalization, and death up to nine months after a second dose of COVID-19 vaccine. A physician called Kenji Yamamoto made this observation about the data from The Lancet. He wrote this in a letter to the Journal of Virology, and we're quoting. The study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among the unvaccinated individuals. Folks, science is patience. Science is long-term. Science is chronological. Science is the repeating and replicating of data through process, through control groups. Science is the elimination of confounding variables. All these things take time. Now, whereas I understand we were in an emergency situation with COVID, no emergency situation should lead a company or a government to force people to take something 
to force them to take something that may in the long run damage their bodies. Greatest regret of my life. Wow. Huge kudos to Dan Bongino for publicly stating that taking the fake COVID-19 vaccine, which is in fact a bioweapon that edits DNA, makes you more susceptible to getting it, the virus that is, is not a vaccine at all. That he took it under fear, under coercion, under bad advice from his doctor, but he's taking responsibility for his actions and he regrets doing so. I have nothing to add. That is a very, very powerful confession. We'll be back tomorrow with more for you. We appreciate your support. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the power.